We're girlfriends of a certain age. In midlife, we got a lot to say. So let's get loud. We won't fade away. Cause we're girlfriends of a certain age. Hey, girlfriend, welcome to Girlfriends of a Certain Age, a podcast for women who are living out loud in midlife. We are girlfriends in real life, and each week we explore how to recover from being good girls and how we can live our best lives together. So, Shay, what exactly is a recovering good girl? Well, Jess, it's someone who used to care way too much about what everyone else thought about her, and now she doesn't give a bleep anymore. A little about us. We met in our 20s when we danced our butts off in the club together. And now we're dancing through life together as friends, entrepreneurs, podcasters, authors, and mothers in midlife. I'm Jessica Neighbor, and I'm a voice coach for vocalists and public speakers. I run impactvocalcoaching.com. I'm on Instagram at Impact Public Speaking, and you can find me on YouTube at Voice Coach Jessica Neighbor. And I'm Fleshay Hesh. I'm a business coach and work-life balance expert for moms. You can find me at thebusymom.us or on Instagram at worklifebalancementor. Every week, we discuss a hot topic, including culture, relationships, and health to help you live out loud. If you identify as a recovering good girl or as a girlfriend of any age and you want to join our conversations, do it. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and girlfriendsofacertainage.com. Oh, and join our free online community where we'll share bonus content and after hours conversation on substack.com. Just search for girlfriends of a certain age at substack.com. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend. We have a special guest today, and I want to just give a little bit of backstory. So many, many, many thanks to our girlfriends who shared feedback about our episode in season two about divorce. We went there with our girlfriend, Tamara Mendelson, and the feedback was, wow, that was so great to hear about divorce from this fresh, unique perspective, but I'm going through a nasty divorce. What, what you got for me? And so Jessica and I reached out to Tamara and we were like, let's do it again. Come back. Let's do a part two on divorce and let's give something really meaty and meaningful and productive for our girlfriends who are going through a hard time with whether it's a custody battle or they're divorcing a narcissist or just they realize the person that they're untangling from is a flat out jerk. And so I'm so excited to be able to do that again today. Jessica, do you want to add anything to our backstory? Yeah, no, just exactly to add on that I had girlfriends saying how great it was, how helpful they found it. And then a couple of my friends in particular who are unfortunately going through some contentious divorces, um, things where they literally need to have a little pokey doll for their ex and wear evil eye necklaces and things like that, <laughs> right? They're curious about strategies and tips when, when stuff really goes off the rails. Uh, so Tamara, we're just so excited because I loved the first episode and how kind of empowering divorce can feel for us. But in this kind of situation, when it gets a little tricky, we're just so interested to hear your expertise around this. So welcome, girlfriend, Tamara. Thank you, girlfriend, Jessica. And girlfriend. 
Oh, and wait, excited. before we dive in, yes, share, please, Tamara. Oh, yes. I have my recovering good girl on. Yes, I do. Thank you so much. I'm so wearing for the listeners who can't see, we're all wearing our recovering good girl t-shirts today. Tamara is rocking hers, looking fabulous with a beautiful necklace to add to it, I must say. A little pop of color. Yeah. And we're just so thrilled you're wearing it. So yeah, welcome. Well, thank you. For the girlfriends who didn't hear part one, I do want to encourage you to go find part one. It's in season two of Girlfriends of a Certain Age where Tamara lays out, even tells a very personal story of her own divorce. But just to get everybody caught up, let me just do a quick official intro and read our girl's bio. So Tamara Mendelson is an internationally known, recognized writer, a sought-after relationship and wellness coach, and an educator with many years of experience. Tamara teaches and coaches using humor, compassion, and empathy, the favorite superpower of her clients and students. When asked about why she started coaching, Tamara laughs, I've been coaching all of my life, being a good friend, an involved parent, and an empathetic teacher. I just didn't call it coaching until 10 years ago. Tamara received her master's degree from Bar Ilan University in creative writing and English literature and has a certificate in positive psychology from UPenn. Tamara runs a Facebook page called This Way Forward, where she does exactly that helps people move forward. Welcome back, Tamara. Thank you. I think that's a really good jump off point because I named the Facebook page not hate your ex or (laughs) divorce sucks or I named it this way forward because I really do believe that you have to choose to move on because unfortunately some of our girlfriends get stuck in that contempt and anger of their divorce forever. That is what defines them. That's the defining event. And we all know these people. They're stuck there. They will tell you how awful their ex is, men and women, forever. And I think as a coach and as a divorced woman myself, I had to make a really, a really big decision. I am not going to make this this is not going to ruin my children's lives. Although all of the input I got at that moment was you're going to be alone. No one's ever going to want you. You're going to be unhappy. You're going to ruin your children's lives. Those are from my friends, just so we know. Divorce threatens people. But unfortunately, when we get to the point of contempt, either for ourselves or for our ex, it's really, really hard to remember that The only thing that you can control, and this is for those people who are divorcing narcissists, those people who are divorcing just mean, angry people, or those people who are just getting divorced because of whatever reason, the only thing you can control is how you respond to the situation. Yes, you want to tell your kids that your ex is a complete asshole. Say that. Yeah. (laughs) Feel free. Yes, you want to tell them, oh, well, you got the new iPhone because dad is showing his financial muscle or you met the new boyfriend, mom's new boyfriend. He's 10 years younger. Ooh, can you go to the movies together? How great is that? These are just two examples. There are many examples. And the thing we have to remember as people is to contain a little bit because people are going to get tired of hearing you, first of all, And it's not good for you to have all that negative energy because your ex isn't hearing it. Your children are hearing it. Your friends are hearing it. Your parents are hearing it. 
you are hearing it and internalizing it every single time. Think about when you're angry, where does that energy go? So that's the thing I guess I would say, if your divorce is negative, then probably your marriage was negative. Not making a judgment call, I'm just saying that anger doesn't just appear. So I would get some help and do some work. What would you advise people and in particular women, since that tends to be who our listeners are, but not not entirely. So anyone who identifies as a girlfriend, you are more than welcome. What do you suggest to people who really are in the throes of anger and big feelings? How do they contain it? What are some healthy outlets for them? Well, I think they need a squad. They need a girlfriends or boyfriends or a mixture. They need, they need allies. And the only way that people will show up for them is if they ask for help. And I think I probably didn't ever ask for help until my divorce because I really had no, I mean, I handle everything except this. And I think that people don't realize what a blow it is to your mental health to end a relationship, let alone a 10, 15, 20 year marriage. Even just the social pressure of it being a failure. We've internalized that. When I chose to get divorced, it was to save me, to save who I was, the essence of who I was. Because if I would have stayed in that relationship another five years, there would have been nothing left. Because I would have been the ultimate good girl. I was just thinking, Tamara, that that really connects with the good girl in recovery idea. What more could I have done? What different choice could I have made? Or you can call it the shoulda, coulda, woulda. And I feel like you could get so down on yourself for so long about that. So I really feel that from you. Well, you've talked about it on the show in every single episode about how we push those feelings down until they explode. And that's why people are so angry when they get divorced. It's probably the first time they've ever allowed themselves to get angry because good girls don't get angry and they don't get loud. Mm. So what was really helpful for me and I find is helpful for my clients is you have to talk about it, that anger and that contempt for as many times as you need to in order to get that out. Because as we all know, the more you talk about something, the less viscerally you will react. Well, I was just thinking you mentioned having a squad and you talked about our immediate community and network. And I'm wondering also about professionals. Absolutely. I mean, I know that some of this where we'll be getting into a place where some women will say, I can't afford that. I would like to also talk about ways that people could maybe get access to professional support that won't break the bank. But from your perspective, what would a woman ideally have in terms of professional support as she's going through a divorce? Well, support of all kinds. First of all, I know that you guys asked me what the difference between a mediator and a lawyer is. Very much depends on the state, but a mediator's whole job is to get an agreement. A lawyer, on the other hand, will tell you what you are entitled to. So don't agree to anything. Do not sign anything. Do not say yes to anything until you talk to someone whose job it is to get you the best deal. And many divorce attorneys will do a informational interview. And I would think that would be the way to go. To start with a lawyer. Start with a lawyer or start with someone who can tell you what is happening in your state. 
or in your country? What are you entitled to? Often by the time people realize they need help, they're already in the throes of the divorce. And in my case, I signed a document that I shouldn't have signed. But fortunately, I got a lawyer eventually, and she became my ex's lawyer as well, because she did that good of a job. Wow. You shared the same lawyer? Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. I haven't either. I would say find information is power. Find out what you have, what you'll need, where you will be, what it will look like. We talked about this in the first one. What in your inner first episode, what is it going to look like? Some people don't get divorced because they don't have the money because they don't think that, okay, so what is it going to look like? Are you going to sell your house or, or move to a smaller apartment? Or there are all these considerations that it's very hard to think about when you are in the throes of an emotional meltdown. So that's why it's good to have somebody who's non-judgmental. There are all kinds of groups that help women. Legal aid, for example, I would have to look at each location geographically, but these things are pretty easy to find online. Ask your friends who've been divorced. That's a great way to find an attorney. A friend of mine who's not divorced gave me the name of my attorney. We'll also look into legal aid. And if there's one link that people can go to, then can refer them. That would be great. There are a lot of support groups, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. And also there are community groups, depending on, again, where you live. And if you believe in God and if you go to a church, there are often community meetings. Those kind of things are really helpful because it's someone who's going through exactly what you're going through. Right. That's so impactful. I mean, so many of the friends of mine and I've seen it and family members who have gone through divorce, they're so shocked and taken aback by the fact that they're in this situation and they feel and they're thinking and they're talking like they're the only person who's ever gone through it. And so to hear about this idea of legal aid, I've actually never heard anyone talk about that for women. Or the reminder that we could just jump on a free Facebook group right now and find other people who are also in the hair on fire, got the doll, the voodoo dolls with the pins in it, with the ex's face on it, that there are other people because those feelings and that experience ideally is perishable. Ideally, we would we move through these feelings, we purge, we kind of barf out all of the anger at ourselves and anger and frustration at, our, at this ex-partner and looking at this future and grieving what we're leaving behind, grieving. Our culture celebrates being married, being a wife. Our culture is generally not as supportive of women getting divorced. And so I think that there's a lot of built-in, baked-in shame and strange stories that people get. And every woman I've seen go through a divorce, I've noticed her getting into a certain groove of her own thinking of, I wasn't good enough, or no one can please him, or like whatever the story is. And this idea of surrounding themselves with other like-minded people for that season, ideally those you'd move through that. Well, and and to be fair, you will burn people out. There will be people that'll go, whoa, those feelings are way too big for me. It doesn't take 30 people. It takes three. I had a dear friend who fed me when I couldn't eat. She would take me to sushi and (laughs) make me eat raw salmon three times a week. I love that. When we're talking about divorce in this way, it also makes me think, especially Americans, but maybe even internationally, we don't like to talk about this topic. It's taboo. It's like preparing your will 
right? And that's why you see so many people at the end of life who haven't gotten their mm-hmm. plans together. Yeah. I think we just want to avoid this. And like what Flaché is saying, the ideal good woman doesn't even look at these things. Doesn't complain. No. We never break up a home. No. So there is, there's so much guilt and shame and good girl in recovery stuff baked into this. And then I wanted to ask you as well, Tamara, what do our girlfriends do when the children get involved and when the contentious divorce spills over to them. So I have two dear friends of mine who I think are really trying to set healthy boundaries with their children, but their divorced partners are not. And it's this toxic environment that they have to not only deal with themselves, but help their children navigate. Why is dad saying these awful things about mom? I know it can go the other way as well, but in these situations, that's what's happening. So what advice would you give to those parents who are behaving so poorly with their children? Well, I don't know how old the kids are that you're talking about. These Um, particular kids are teenagers. Okay. Well, you know what? It's never a good time to get divorced. Okay. But it's the time that it is. I had teenagers. I would tell people to be very careful that their children are not their therapists. I would say kiss them goodnight and go put your head in a pillow and scream your head off. (laughs) But kids are much smarter than we think they are. And they are much more, they know what's going on. If, for example, your ex is trying to buy their love or bad Matthew, this is one of those times when I think stick to the high ground, that child will eventually figure out who they can depend on and who they want to move forward with in their life. It's not a competition, even though it feels like that. But if they can do anything to mitigate their negativity toward their children, your mother is the biggest biatch on the planet. Okay, a kid doesn't know what to do with that. Mm. And often they will turn it inward. These kids will become anxious Again, tell people to find non-judgmental person to walk through with, to yell and scream and not do it when the kids are around if they can avoid it. I think one of the biggest tragedies I see as a coach and as a human being is when the spouse, the ex-spouse brings someone else into the home immediately, Mm. doesn't grieve, doesn't set boundaries, just substitutes A for B. Now, who doesn't want to be told they're hot or they're handsome or they're capable, which is what a new relationship does for you? Unfortunately, it makes it really hard for the kids. And I've seen some real tragedies in that situation. I know it's really easy for me to say, hold your tongue, but I'm mouthy and I I regret very few things in my life. One of them is that Occasionally, something might slip out that isn't kind about my ex. And at the beginning, it was almost impossible. But the marriage may not be forever, but that parenting job is forever. Mm -hmm. And that kid is your sacred soul to protect. Hey, girlfriend, Fleshe here. Life as a mom can be a journey filled with love, laughter, and all those unforgettable moments. But let's face it, being a working mom can sometimes feel like you're juggling a hundred things at once. 
So I'm introducing Work Life Motherhood. It's a newsletter designed exclusively for working moms like you who are seeking both emotional and practical support. Hosted by yours truly. With Work Life Motherhood, you'll join my community of strong, inspiring moms who understand the joys and the challenges of balancing work and family. Inside each issue, you'll find stories, articles, and interviews that tug at your heartstrings and remind you that you are not alone on this journey. But it's not just how you're feeling. I'm also here to empower you with practical tips and strategies that make your daily life run more smoothly. I'm talking about time management hacks and self-care strategies. Girl, I've got you covered. You can subscribe for free to Work-Life Motherhood and give yourself the gift of thriving as a working mom. You can find the newsletter at substack.com and do a search in there for Work-Life Motherhood and find me, your girl Flushé. I'll see you there. Hey, it's your host, Jessica Neighbor here. I have a question for you, girlfriends. Do you identify as a nice woman and you need to have a difficult conversation? You know, the kind that stresses you out either at work or at home? Oh, I get it. Me too. It's our good girl complex. And that's why I created the communication guide, Nice Women can say hard things. It's going to show you how to have that difficult conversation using strategies and tips that have helped my other communication clients over the past 20 years. Your guide is going to show you a script, a checklist, and remind you of the do's and don'ts so that you can speak your truth and get what you need. You can get your own free copy of my guide, Nice Women Can Say the Hard Things, in our show notes here, or visit me over at my website, impactvocalcoaching.com. And remember, we can say the hard things and still be kind. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend. Oh, I just got off a call where my other girlfriend was so confused. She is in a relationship. They're at a crossroads and she's a little divorce curious at the moment. Ooh, what did you tell her? I mean, what do you tell a girlfriend? It's their decision. I just wanted to be there for her and support her, but I didn't want to tell her what to do. Oh, of course. Well, it reminds me of my dear friend, Tamara Mendelssohn, who's a relationship coach and divorce expert. She's divorced herself and a mom of two, and she walks girlfriends of a certain age actually through a process of being divorce curious because some of us are just angry. Some of us are just feeling stuck in our relationships, but I'll I'll give you the link and I'll leave it below for girlfriends of a certain age as well. And they can get free immediate access to this roadmap and find out from Tamara what their next steps are. Oh my gosh, that sounds so helpful. I will definitely share that link with my girlfriend. Thank you. Amazing. You're welcome. And I'll link it below for all the girlfriends listening. Awesome. I love your answer, Tamara, about how the kids will figure it out eventually. I come from a divorced household and I actually have to commend both my parents that when I was very young, neither of them spoke poorly about one another. It was actually my stepmom who did most of the bad mouthing. Funny little side note, she actually wound up leaving my father for my mother's cousin. So how ironic is that? I never know that story. Yeah, that's some soap opera drama level. But I remember just thinking, I would want to invite to Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. But the point was that It was when I was an older teenager that I started inquiring and asking more questions about the divorce. 
and what really happened. Then especially my mom opened up more, but she took my cue and waited for me to ask the questions. And then, oh boy, did I learn some things, but I feel so glad that I was good and ready for that. And I want to commend my dad because he actually did not badmouth my mother. And that I feel I'm very fortunate that I had that opportunity to do it when I was ready to explore more. Hey, from an adult mature level, what happened? What actually went down? And it's so confusing for kids. So I come from a divorce family too. I've lived through two divorces in, in my immediate family. And I think it's also really important that even if children are not exhibiting signs of needing extra support, it's very important to tell their teacher to maybe bring in the school counselor at the very least for check-ins. I think it's so important for children to have other adults they can talk to about their feelings where they don't have to worry about stepping on toes or hurting feelings or saying the wrong thing because so much of that is about don't tell so-and-so about this thing. Don't tell this. Don't tell that. In my life, there was a lot of secrets and things that couldn't be shared back and forth. And I remember holding that and everyone looked at me, the good girl, she's got this, look at her go, hardly any tears and still getting good grades. Wow. But I was totally not okay. And so I think it's very important to provide that extra additional support for kids. Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think it's, I think we're flawed people. People are going to say, yeah, okay. There were certain things I maybe didn't do the way I should have. But when you bring another life into this world, you have a responsibility to get the help you need because mommy's good, everybody's good. And it doesn't matter if you have two mommies or two daddies or a mom and a dad, you always want them to be okay. And the kids know when you're not. Mm -hmm. And my kids were the first kids in our social circle who had divorced parents. So a few years down the line, they were counseling their their friends. Which is also actually a healing opportunity for them to get some time passed and to be able to support a friend and which inevitably brings up the feelings that they are still working through. What's the expression? Something like the best way to learn something is to teach it. Yeah. So it seems like a great opportunity that your kids got to step into. Absolutely. And they also told the kids they would survive. And what I like to point out to people is In this situation, my parents, and I think we talked about this in the other episode, but they both wound up finding people they were much better suited for. They have much happier lives now. That isn't always the case, but holding on to what could have been, I think, is this story that we can get very hung up on. And so can the kids. It is. It's a big heartbreak for the family and the whole community at large. But honestly, it's what awaits you in your life. You can't even imagine. And whether it's finding the ultimate Mr. or Mrs. Right, maybe you get to have some different great experiences by yourself. So I try to frame it to people that, hey, my parents were better off. I can only imagine what it would have been like had they stayed together. I'm grateful they met because I (laughs) wouldn't have been here. So but just trying to reframe it for people. And for the kids. And that's the other thing is when you first get divorced, not only do you feel lonely, but there's a lot of social pressure and it's the same social pressure that all the good girls got all our lives. Happily ever after is a myth. And anybody who lives with any other human being knows that it's not so easy. We like what we like. And I guess as a parent, it's a whole other 
I mean, I know people who've gotten divorced and have never seen that person again because they didn't have children. It's really hard not to be jealous of another situation. It's really hard not to compare ourselves. But these are the same things we as girlfriends of a certain age are supposed to stop doing. And society sees divorce as a failure, which is ridiculous because 50% of the population is divorced. It's still that same Judeo-Christian myth of happily ever after. Well, there's clearly, I think it says a lot more about the state of marriage. It says a lot more about the pressures on people to partner up two by two, do it early, stay together forever, put your head down, shut up and just keep on moving forward. So I think the culture has a lot of learning to do because something clearly isn't right around this idea of the monogamous long-term marriage. I read a really funny report and I can't remember where it was, but they said if people could put more money into couple counseling rather than these lavish weddings, we would probably have much better results. I mean, we love the lead up. We love being engaged, the story tale phase. But once you get married, you're kind of on your own, sort of similar with kids. Oh, you're pregnant. Let's throw you a shower and you're going to have a baby. But once you have it, you're on your own, honey. Yeah. Can you be there for the 12 to 4 a.m. shift? Thank you. Well, what about what about the new couples that are suddenly like having to navigate cohabitation or just all of these plans? Well, where do we go for the holidays? And wait, your mom wants this? Well, it's a lot to put on these young people without really giving them a roadmap. Well, no, because they don't. It's like nobody learns how to be a good friend. It may be modeled for you. But do we really get an A, B, C? No. So how is it that you're going to be good in a couple if you don't really understand the dynamics of a relationship? That's why I say I'm a relationship coach, because it may be that you're having a problem with your stepmother or your mother or your son or your cousin or your boss or the workplace. They're all relationships and relationships are everything. And if we never learn how to have them properly, then... We're going to have problems. Yeah. Yeah. I know our many girlfriends are going to be reaching out to you about this because I can feel your empathy. I can feel your wisdom. I can feel your desire to support women in this way. And so if people want to reach out to you and spend a little time with their auntie Tamara getting some auntie energy. Some auntie energy. You bring that, girl. That is so what you're famous for. How can people get a hold of you? Well, I have a website that fortunately is myname.com, tamaramendelson.com. They can reach out to either one of you and you can forward me and stuff. I always give people a 20-minute, half an hour, get-to-know-you discovery kind of session to see if we can work together because some people, you both as therapists, coaching and There are some people that just that aren't going to be a good fit. And also, I feel like if someone got up the energy and nerve to get a hold of me, that I owe them at least that. And it's easy to get a hold of me in the Internet world. And of course, we have the links below. And Tamara is one of the founding members of our Substack community. So you can also find her over there. And we love Tamara. She comments on everything. She's all up in the mix. I just want you to know I'm thinking about you. 
We I love know. it. We, we love, love it. <clears throat> and we're so grateful to you. I think also it bears some reminding to the girlfriends that you are our sponsor for this season and last season. And so we have so much gratitude for you for believing in us and helping us to spread this mission, the, the word that girlfriends of a certain age can make waves and break the eggs and say the things and be brave and be bold and stop being the quiet, meek things that we were trained to do. And you've been a very blissfully noisy supporter of that. So we are very grateful to you. What you're doing is so important. And I think for us to be able to break that ceiling, because anybody you talk to that's 40 plus, you've been sexually harassed. Have you had microaggressions from men or aggression aggressions? Uh, yeah. And we were never taught to support women. As women, we were taught to compete with them. We're not in high school anymore, ladies. Yeah. We need to be supportive of each other. And for me, I think we have a lot of programming to undo as women with voices. And I love that you told me I was loud because I got shushed a lot as a kid. Yes. I want you to be loud ever after rather than happily ever after. Because that's what this is all about. Living out loud and being real. And I think that making sure that people at whatever stage they are, Divorce Curious, as Fleshay came up with, or maybe you did, Jessica. I think um, it was Fleshay. <laughs> or they have just had it and they're ready to go. Or they're gone and now their life's in pieces. Yeah. You know, it does get better, I promise. Well, I love that golden takeaway too for girlfriends, which is that we, when so much of our life feels out of control in divorce, in the throes of divorce, in what our exes are doing, what can we control? I think that is so tremendously empowering. And I think it's just a great reminder because it's so easy to look outside of ourselves and to get triggered and really overwhelmed and understandably so. How do we take back that power for ourselves, for our children, for our community to really work through this whole process? Because to your point, too, it's a process. There is sunlight on the other side, y'all. There is a whole other world out there. I feel like singing a whole new world for you from Little Mermaid, just to remind us that you can absolutely recreate another life. And so I think that's really important to put out there because... To what we're all saying here, there's so much messaging that's going the opposite way. So I feel you. I feel you on that one. And it's good even for us married, like content people to just remember that in your back pocket, whatever happens, I'm going to be okay. How great well, is that That's feeling? not the message we're getting. That's not the message we're getting. And to have a, a loving, supportive partner, which is where I am at this point. Yay. We're not married because I think he has PTSD from his first marriage and he will just never. But also I have enough China. (laughs) My own ring. You guys, I feel we should save some of this for our after hours conversation for our Substack. So I want to end the conversation here for the PG version. That will bring the real real. Let's do it. We'll hide that in our Substack, y'all. Can we do one little game though before we call it a wrap? Because I forgot that we love our games with our guests and we asked you this one in episode one. So I'll give you just a moment to think, but is there anything in your current life, Tamara, that you are no longer giving a shit about that your younger self, perhaps your good girl self used to worry more about? And in this kind of season, is there anything in particular that you're working on in your good girl recovery that you are just trying at least to no longer give a crap about? 
Well, I like yours about never getting on a scale. And I think that's really important. Ooh. Actually, my partner has a scale in the bathroom and I refuse to get on. Oh my gosh. That's impressive. Even with it there, you're not going on it. I love that. It's like right there (laughs) under the vanity. And I know your word was queen fleshy, but I think just keep trying to not worry about what people think about me. Any of the things, how I look, how I act, my laugh, which is incredibly loud. (laughs) Um, And I think that's something that I will probably work on for the rest of my life. You and me both, sister. as As a mother of a daughter, I was explaining to her about what we're doing here. And she has no idea what I'm talking about. She's never felt like she had to be a good girl. Well done on your part as a mom. She said, I just get what you're saying. We'll just leave it at that for our girlfriends who are listening to this episode. And we'll save a little more of the juicy tea in the after hours portion with Tamara. So thank you for playing our game. And thank you for doing it spontaneously. I think we didn't mention that, but you were awesome. And just jumping right into it. Tamara, Thank you so much for really kind of getting into the nitty gritty today. I think it's so important. It's so illuminating those dark areas that we're afraid to look at. And I feel like I gained some more strength even in just thinking about these things with you today. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Really, my pleasure. Beautiful. Well, Tamara, until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for hanging out with us today on Girlfriends of a Certain Age. This episode was produced by Jessica Neighbor at Impact Vocal Coaching and Fulshay Hash at The Busy Mom. This podcast jingle was written and performed by Jessica Neighbor. Do you have a girlfriend who needs to hear this message? Share this episode with her. She will love you forever. If you enjoyed today's talk, join us in our private community on Substack at Girlfriends of a Certain Age. You can help us reach even more girlfriends when you take 30 seconds to subscribe and rate our channel on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube so you never miss another episode. Stay tuned for more episodes where we discuss more hot topics for all of you, our girlfriends living our best lives together.